0: stop comics to me time uh yeah apart I'm in Chicago my significant other is that a, another podcast recording because he sucks he yeah I be, say that's
1: rude we have one recording right now and he's not okay. even here
0: I would say he could have a live recording right in his face whatever uh, I'm and it would, would be sucks. free <laughs> it would be free we also it wouldn't would be- have to try and we wouldn't have to drive to Chicago for it.
1: You drive all the way to Chicago just to catch a live stream of us recording our podcast. Why not? I'm Heather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we're here to- goodness.
0: We're here to talk about comic books. Um, I, I'm I pretty sure I'll probably glitch out at some point. So just deal with it. It's fine.
1: Chance playing with the hotspot. So
0: I am playing with the hotspot because it is apparently more like more safe than the Wi Fi here because that's what I was on before.
1: Just wild. Maybe yeah, the, the Wi Fi just didn't like the conversation we were having. <laughs> Impossible. <It seems laughs> you just started yelling at it.
0: It's like, oh shit. Or whatever. Whoever's upstairs is like, I gotta cut the Wi-Fi off. It sounds like they're going ham down there.
1: They're getting too upset.
0: <laughs> it's just a one-sided conversation too. Can't even hear anyone else. Oh yeah,
1: because you have your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: uh, all right. You want to talk about comic books
1: next? Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. I have I'm this bug. book. This is called Vanity. This is, this is issue number two. Uh, this is by Jerry Kirnev and Natalia Sarevnik Sarevnikova. Don't know how to pronounce that. It's a black caravan book. It's just a little story about Elizabeth Bathory, who you may know as the Hungarian royal woman who liked to bathe in the blood of virgins. So this issue is a little bit more about how she became that person um with like her first marriage and the birth of children and all that kind of stuff um but it kind of ends with her meeting the person responsible for getting the idea in her head of eternal life
0: so interesting it's good so you've been have you been liking it like do you like the second i guess it's only two issues then in that first issue was a while ago like
1: Yeah, I actually do. I really, I like the way that the story is told because with a lot of these types of stories, it's usually like, hey, this person is born. And then all of a sudden it's like, this is her reign. But it gives you just a little bit of like important moments in her life that kind of shaped who she ended up being Mm -hmm. without like doing too much. So I thought that was really cool. Um, The art's kind of strange. I'm not, it's not normally my cup of tea, but it's also very good for okay. the story I think like it's just very like the colors are kind of dull especially when you think like this is in what 1400s so it just makes sense I always say that like I think art from that time period should reflect how dirty of a time it was like how gross and dark and, yeah. all that kind of stuff. and so I do think that the art really does reflect that
0: I like it it's been good and you you're familiar with this particular person like do you think it's a fairly like close story
1: yes um my dog is named after her (laughs) um yeah I I think from what I have read it seemed it's pretty accurate spot on but again her I guess life and biography and stuff isn't like very well known so what is considered accurate may not even be
0: what so stor- stories
1: yes exactly so from every story that i've read this is similar <laughs> all right all right good job uh you talk <laughs> i have to open this door and let my
0: screaming cat in uh okay so on the opposite side of cats i actually have a girl and her dog this is a little one-shot by... It's a live comic. Um, it is written by... Sorry. They put everything in a weird spot. Uh, John Holland. And the art is by Hernan Gonzalez. And the letters are by Nicolas Lepka. Um, just a story about... Literally a girl and her dog. Um... It's true, but it starts out with her receiving this dog as a birthday present when she's 16. But, you know, when you're 16, you don't want a dog. Like, you want more. And she's kind of just, like, fuck the dog. I don't care about the dog. And her parents, like, take care of the dog. And finally, she, like, goes through that kind of first big teenage breakup. And really ends up connecting with the dog because the dog is the person that's, like, there for her during that. Um, Story's rough. Uh, And then that's the intro and each little snippet of, like, there's little snippets of this book where they're important aspects of her life or those important moments of her life. Getting a promotion, finding the man she's going to marry her, like having a child, um, her dog, Max, is their, their name. And like, they show like the dog shows up during all of these like life events for her, even though the dog had passed away like many, many years ago. Um, so, you know, you like get that connection that you have with dogs. And then after you have like those little snippets, it actually goes back in time to when, um, she has to put her dog down at the vet. <laughs> and it, Sorry,
1: you froze again while you were doing that.
0: <laughs> good times. Uh, <laughs> it froze, or froze again. It, and that part was really rough. I mean, the book as a whole is something, I don't know, if you have a dog and you love dogs or any animals for that matter, You you know how important they are to your life. And each of those like fleeting moments that you have, that you can't necessarily share with another person you share with like your best friend who happens to be that animal or you're just so down, you can't be around another human. Like you just share those moments with your animal. And I think like there's something about this book that like captured those like moments really well, or like, you know, losing, losing an animal and having to go through these like major life events without that animal and kind of like, imagining if they were there and like you had that support I don't know it was really great I really loved it um hit me right in the field
1: yeah I knew I wasn't I wouldn't be able to handle it
0: it was really good um but yeah it, it took a lot like it it was the first book I read on Tuesday night and I don't know how I didn't cry like I said to you like earlier this week I think it was just like. It was one of those things where I was like, and just like deep breath out because if anything, it would be like a cathartic cry. Like it would be like, this is going to be me when Megatron dies. Like it's, and you know, like it's just animals and pets and like, they're just something that are like, you're so connected to them. Like, you, you don't want to go through life without them, but you know they're not going to be there forever. And that's great. one of those things. And I think this book does a great job of, like, talking about that. I'm going to go on. <laughs> uh, I read the second issue of New Champion of Shazam. Uh, I love this book. It's a lot of fun. It's super wholesome. Mary is great. This... Issue just kind of sets the tone or sets the story of like what she's looking for. Um, and plus Doc Shaner's art, Doc yeah. Shiner's art is so fucking insane. Um, I know it's like a really good combo of like Shaner's art on top of the story itself, but there's like something about this that just like really love. <laughs> like, I've never read any Shazam before like I don't really have any connection I have actually I don't really I don't have any connection with like any of these characters like I don't know them but I I'd like I, I want Mary to succeed I like this issue you kind of meet all of her siblings that are like foster siblings because in the last issue her foster parents were kidnapped And she finds out that she is the only one who gets to keep the power of Shazam, but all of her siblings don't. Because they are also, at one point, were Shazams. I don't know what to call it. Okay. Um, Or they all had the power of Shazam. And now she's the only one. So it deals with, like, she has to come back because she's the adult and she's the only one who can take care of everybody. And then there's like this weird this weirdness between them all because her parents are their parents are missing. She's Suzanne now only, and it's a really I don't know. Like I said, there's something about it I really like, and I can't like put my finger on it. Like like Dave, Dave has said before, like it's just really wholesome, and I don't mean wholesome in a way where it's like. I don't know. I feel like sometimes people use the word wholesome and they mean it in a like kind of derogatory way or just like a way where it's like, "Eh." other people don't like it, but it's, it's really, really good. So good.
1: Okay. Perfect. How many issues is it going to be?
0: Four. Four? It's only four issues. I think that's That's like, it's such a weird amount. It's so small. I want more. Yeah. I already am like, I I know I'm going to want more of this, and I hope that they do more. Like, I really hope that this book does numbers because I do love it, and I think it's it's worth, like, something to have in a long run, like, just the way it's working out.
1: Yeah. All right. Very good. You ready? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. We got Dark Knights of Steel. This is what Tales from the Three Kingdoms. This is a one shot.
1: Yep, it's a one shot. There's so three different stories in here from the universe of the of Dark Knights of Steel. Pretty much. What was
0: your What was your favorite one?
1: Um, you know, I think the last one, honestly. Okay um i did i did really really like the first one as well and the second one was all right but yeah there was something i didn't like it as much as the other two like the first one i absolutely loved the art for i thought it was just fantastic casper so good. <laughs> the last one i didn't actually realize c.s paquette Picat. i'm not sure how to pronounce their name um i actually really like them as a writer i've read a lot of their like novels okay and so, cool yeah I was I was very excited about that when I got to the last page and I was like oh that's why I liked it <laughs> <laughs> so that was really cool plus the art in that one is great awesome. as
0: well it was very like the Edmora-esque mm-hmm. in, in its own like way oh,
1: also, yeah. Like, yeah, I also like I like how so soft
0: good. the covers colors were yeah um yeah I would say the first one was probably my favorite just Mm -hmm. because I'm a after that stupid Superman house Jimmy Olsen book by Matt Fraction I am a I'm a Jimmy Olsen stan
1: I knew it I knew it I knew that's why you were gonna love it
0: (laughs) yeah I just like I love Jimmy Olsen so much and I I really like what I liked what they did with that story um Mm -hmm. I I did really like this like little one shot because like I don't know, I like how serious and, like, different the Dark Knights of Steel book is, but I really like, like, this aspect of it and seeing them as a kid and kids and, like, seeing how they kind of, like, feel about the kingdom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I really like that part of it, too, because, I mean, Dark Knights of Steel is probably one of my favorite stories that's out. It's just so good, and so you obviously get their what happens in their world and like how they ended up where they were but yeah to see like these specific stories like these instances of like how they actually met each other and like how these things happened before was really cool
0: yeah no it was uh I was really glad I got I mean I would have gotten it anyway but I'm really glad I got it because it's just Uh, it's not like you need it for like the series
1: no not at all
0: it's like a nice little balance (laughs) like You know, if there's something like so serious about the main series and it's like, all right, I could take a little little fun.
1: Yeah. I did like how, you know, there were three writers for these stories, but like uh they all did the characters justice.
0: And the voice felt felt like very much the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like even like you said you didn't read the second one and um there were several Robins in that story but I feel like they did them all justice like they felt like the characters that we know like later on in the series so yeah I thought that was cool
0: (laughs) are you ready are you ready for the next yes I do want to say though to all of our listeners who always listen to us if you're not reading Dark Nights: of Steel by now, please, please consider picking it up. It's probably one of the best DC books on the shelf. It's, like, a really interesting idea, and I don't think you would really think it is without, like, picking it up and reading it. What's going on over there? Um, I just put the...
1: The connection here the second book or the second story in the book is written by Jay Kristoff who if I am figuring this out correctly in my mind he is the person who wrote the series uh, the Nevernight Trilogy Kristoff problematic
0: oh no (laughs) um
1: yeah okay this is exactly who I was thinking of (laughs)
0: I'm not froze. I'm just like frozen in real life. I mean, oh, I guess I'm goodness. glad I've, I skipped it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I'll send you links and stuff because I don't want to like go through all of it. But the first thing that I see on Reddit is Jay Kristoff is a problematic and obnoxious jackass as usual and now anti-Semitic. So I don't know. I I on TikTok I follow the 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 hashtag book talk. But I also follow uh, problematic authors so that I know to avoid certain books when I'm trying to find something new to
0: read. Or at, or at least be aware. Yeah. I, think I don't, I I do want to get more into that like issue later, but I think it is something that we don't necessarily have to fully avoid as much as like be aware and be willing to like speak out about it and not, right. you know, be more willing to steal their work.
1: Well, and I read some very problematic books. I'm going to say that just right off the back. <laughs> I, You know, I, just, I read a lot. So I'm going to come across a lot of like very problematic books. But I try to stay away from problematic authors. So I have never read any of his books. And I didn't realize that it was Jay Kristoff because it just says Kristoff up here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I have no idea. Until I just, like, saw an ad in this Batman book <laughs> for that <laughs> book that we just read. And it says, and I was like, what?
0: <laughs> so so if, yeah, you pick, is... it, if you pick up Dark Knights of Steel, Tales of the Free, Free Kingdoms, do what I did. Just skip the second story. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not 100% necessary. They're obviously each their own stories. And if you want to know, it's just how they recruit the Robins.
0: And like I said to you, I think, like, I read three or four pages of it, and those are not, I guess, three pages, and those aren't very long stories, and I was not interested, so I think it was the weakest weakest story out of the the
1: three. Yeah. Well, I guess it is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. (laughs) Gonna move on. This is Batman. Oh, man, I thought
0: that that scared me. Do I look like Batman?
1: Yeah, (laughs)
0: Oh my god.
1: What if I do it like <laughs> that? Is that good? That's good. <laughs> okay. This is Batman 127. Uh, we learned the origins of safe. Kind of. Yeah. That's that's really all. You know, art's still yeah. fantastic. I absolutely, I love Jimenez. So that's really yeah. cool.
0: Uh I think this is kind of a this is more so for people who kind of like a deep lore on Batman because this is a this is a deep hit. Um so it didn't hit for me because I've never read Batman R. I P. Yeah, I had so, no idea what that was. Um I am familiar with it, so that does help. Um but it does reference the character in there, so it was a little bit, I was a little thrown off for sure. Um, yeah. Jorge Jimenez's art is really good as a whole. I'm, I'm enjoying the story. I think, I I think I need, I need more. I need more to the story. I did really love the Superman business in here.
1: Yeah, no, I thought that was a really, really cool, like little addition to the story.
0: Uh, I just, yeah, I'm having, having mixed feelings on this, the story run, but maybe it's just because I just don't have that much of a familiarity, familiarity with like those old school Batman things. Yeah. Or those Batman deep cuts. Uh, I did really like the Catwoman backup though. Um, did get I did not to read get to that? finish that one. No. Um, to be completely
1: honest, and I was really upset about it too because I've been loving it so far, but yeah, I, I just didn't get around to
0: finishing it. I won't, I won't ruin it for you, but the backup I really liked. Um and it's the end of that backup. There's a new backup story starting the next issue. Um, okay. But yeah, I think it really brought some clarity to the main story. That's like, that's kind of ne- not necessary, but it it definitely helps out. Oh. what? Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, that back page, like that back panel, was not my favorite. No, I started like just
1: staring at the boots and then I slowly made my way up and I
0: just like defy gravity, it doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm sorry. Artists. it's
1: like they've never had a woman lay on their backs like have do they not know
0: how they <laughs> i just I, um, I i love i love art so much but i don't know how artists don't understand how titties work it's like do you know how boobs plus gravity work they don't just float no, like fall. It just aren't it boobs aren't in zero g my dude like, what, <laughs> what is that oh my
1: god yeah no I'm constantly blown away by that I'm like you know that would be sick if boobs just like stayed nice and firm the whole time I don't know about anyone else but like I lay nobody, on my back snail nobody eyes nobody would
0: constantly. nobody would date the male gender if kids looked like that all the time no, no. <laughs> Uh, Welcome to our
1: TED (laughs) Talk. All right, I'm going to talk about this. Okay, this is Kingdom Come Deliverance. Oh, I just threw that book under the table. (laughs) Anyway,
0: (laughs) I don't know why this is so wild tonight.
1: I have no idea. It's because you're in another state right now,
0: and we're like an hour off from normal time
1: yeah i just ate a bunch of food and so i'm like
0: you're ready to go
1: yes this one smells good too um okay so this is kingdom come deliverance this is issue number two this series is literally just about brothers who are fighting to take claim of the throne that's really it there's i i would say like i don't want to spoil anything but there's literally nothing to spoil it's like uh, it's like a generic Game of Thrones, but with like not as strong characters.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. I st-
1: I still do enjoy it. I think it's a very like fun read, but that's just immediately <laughs> what it reminded me of. There's it's very violent. There's a lot of death in here, uh, like unnecessary death. I do like the art for it a lot. I think it is. It's just a very fun story. There's not no thought really to it.
0: Yeah, no, no politics necessarily
1: right yeah and they're very weak when they are in there so it's just yeah it's just a little medieval story that I like
0: (laughs) and you like them
1: I do I do You
0: like them stories
1: this is the cover this is the B cover
0: I ended up getting those covers are really pretty
1: yeah I I absolutely love them um I was going to get just the A covers for it but the B cover for this issue and then it's like the D cover for the other ones are the ones that are like scenery and then like wraparound. So I ended up getting a bunch of the variants because I thought they looked way cooler than the main covers. And to be honest, that is why I kept ordering it. (laughs) They look
0: good. (laughs) They feel good too.
1: Yeah. And they smell good. Um, Also behemoth changed their name recently to Sumerian. Is that what it is?
0: Yep. Sumerian. Yeah.
1: So my Behemoth books are not going to say Behemoth for too much longer.
0: Which is uh, it's under like Sumerian Comics is like there's a Sumerian like recording company. Like they're all under the same header. Like they are like I don't know. I'll, I'll look, have to into look into it. it yeah. I Because when I went to their samarian twitter was talking about like their like the fact that they do music and when i was recently talking to somebody else about a behemoth book or they had saw like a behemoth book they were talking about how behemoth was like a record labor la- label or like a band and i was like oh well that all makes sense then
1: yeah i know i mean it, it makes sense but i'll have to look more into that like I don't know why they would, I don't know. I, I'm confused by it.
0: Yeah, you know? I'm confused. I'm I'm mainly confused because they've been putting out like a pretty good, like, lot of books. Like, a yeah. good chunk of books that are like decent and to have them like switch names and like I said, delete their Twitter <laughs> and just like... Yeah, that's the weirdest thing to me. Like, why, do why is that place? W- and do some wild stuff like that. It's like... Like how it's harder to promote their books. It's harder to like find their books. And I, I don't know. I just wish they hadn't done that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> I've got Punisher. This is issue number six. <laughs> I don't. Punisher fights Ares. And Aries is real pissed off at Frank because he's like, you're, you're, you were born out of war, you're made of war, I made you, I, I actually, like, this was, like, one of the issues I probably liked the least.
1: Okay. Uh, Even with that sick line in there, you were born of war? Yeah, I don't know if that I would, just, I would.
0: I don't know if I just made that up, but. Oh, that God, was good. i hope I, you didn't I'll, I'll look through this book but like bas- that's basically what he's saying
1: okay. um, well i'm gonna write that down because that was actually really cool
0: if i ever write a punisher book i'm not gonna put that in there but it would be sick um, oh the greatest machine of warfare ever born of man That's that's the line. Are you
1: kidding me? That's almost more metal.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's the thing about this book is it's like, it's it's fairly metal, but I think it, it does a disservice to the character because it doesn't, it doesn't grow Frank and it doesn't grow the Punisher. And I think, I think right now, that would be the thing to do like Frank Castle like this is really making Frank less of a human being and more of a pawn that's fair and I think Frank has always been kind of a pawn in some way shape or form and I think I just want to see more I think that the character and I I know we've discussed this before when I've, I've been reading this book and I, I just want, I want actual things from him. And this is doing a, like doing that flashback where it's like, Oh, you know, he's done all of these, like he's been killing people since he's 10. So he's always had this God of murder in him and all of these things. And I, there's something about that. I just don't like, and I, I really do enjoy The Punisher, and I know that doesn't make sense.
1: No, it does. Look at your shirt.
0: <laughs> it's a trans-Punisher. <laughs> uh, and I love Frank Castle, and I suppose there's something about this, too, that's showing like, how used he is. And I don't know. I like it enough. I like it enough to keep reading it because it's not like I'm. I'm not hate reading this like crossover by any means. Like I'm reading this because I want to see, I want to see where they take this character and what they do. Also also wanted to see Daredevil. All right. I I guess I get Daredevil at the end of this issue and I'm pretty sure that's where like the next Daredevil issue will be. And then the next issue after this will be a daredevil punisher issue and i hope i'm really hoping having that like matt murdoch balance and having matt like come and like see frank and be like what are you doing yeah he goes what in God's name do you think you are doing
1: yeah you're gonna have to let me know how that plays out because now i'm interested <laughs> yeah, i'm just, invested
0: uh, i don't know like I think it's it's really the art for this book that brings me in. I have a lot of respect for Jason Aaron's writing and his work. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like it's kind of been not the best in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I, I'm not sure why that is. Because it's not I, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Because even like yes. King Co. King Conan wasn't that great. Right. Uh, War of the Realms is okay. Uh, King Thor was good, but I think the best part of King Thor was his out out, it, out letter. His yeah. out letter to Thor. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he peaked.
1: Yeah, no, I was going to say, maybe it was just the fact that, like, I don't know, we we just, we have been reading so much other stuff since that period of time, and so, I don't know, we're more versed in our comic writers now, and I mean, I still love Jason Aaron, but I also know that there are other better writers not better necessarily but other writers that i enjoy
0: more that are doing that same sort of thing yes yes yeah and i don't i don't think you're wrong on that because you know we've had that conversation with Stan Man too it's just like I, because i've taken in other stuff like it doesn't hold that same weight so it we're really right. could
1: be we're adults we're grown-ups now champ <laughs>
0: I'm still going to punish means- her like a goddamn fool.
1: Look, Ugh. we're not super
0: grown up. Okay. I'm 35 years old.
1: Yeah, you still got a ways. I don't know right. where my book is.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I brought with me to Chicago. I have no idea where mine is. It's funny, when I was packing my suitcase, I was like, all right, got enough room for my comic. So this morning I just put them in the bag and set them right on top of all of my
1: stuff. Oh my God. I love that.
0: Uh, anyway, this okay, is the so... Paradox of Getting Better. This is a little, I guess, graphic novel put out by Silver Sprocket, written by Raven Lynn Cle- Clemens. Uh, neither Heather or I have had a chance to read this yet. Um, but in three vignettes. vignettes. <laughs> uh in three vignettes, a young adult named XXXX yeah. deals with different stages of their life, trauma, and mental illness. As their identity transforms, so does their perspective. An intense, incisive look at what it takes to keep surviving. So obviously this is a book we'll read. <laughs> And well, you know, it smells good.
1: How does it smell?
0: It smells good. Okay. Uh, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's really weird. Did you did you take it home?
1: I I'm, I'm pretty sure I did. It might be in my backpack still,
0: actually. I don't know. Um, I'm just really, I'm really excited to read this. Um, I don't know. You and I both love stories about this sort of stuff, so. mm
1: mm-hmm. I love reading about mentally ill people.
0: looks weird though art i feel like
1: we've had this conversation before i just got like this weird flash of deja vu
0: it's probably happened we did this at the shop no
1: and i mean like this not this book but this like exact same situation we were talking about a book about mentally ill people and you did that exact same thing i don't know Oh my god, I'm stressed. (laughs) It stresses me out. I'm just going to talk about this next book. Do it. Okay. I only special ordered this one issue, and I'm sure just based off this cover, you can guess why. So this is She-Hulk. This is issue number six. Um, (laughs) Couldn't remember which one it was um so i only ordered this one because uh nightcrawler's in here so i have no idea what's going on with the story i don't know who half of these characters are um but basically nightcrawler visits jen at her practice and is like uh we need someone as a liaison here as in like normal earth because krakoa is just full of like politics and what does he say We've got immigration issues, residency issues, voting rights complaints, all that kind of stuff. So they need basically a lawyer to represent all of mutant kind.
0: There's no mutant lawyers.
1: Um, Apparently not. They didn't need to go to school for that. (laughs) I don't know. It was weird. So basically,
0: I'm gonna groan about that because that doesn't make sense to me, but go ahead
1: yeah it's she was the only one that was available to do that kind of stuff uh because reed said you needed the clients and then kurt says excellent wait until i tell mr sinister okay so that's done uh so jen gets a scolding from her boss who is like i told you no mutants in my office
0: wait why would mr sinister care I don't know.
1: <laughs> I haven't been reading this. I don't know what the fuck he has to do with anything.
0: No, Dave uh, asked me the same question, though, because Dave asked me what Mr. Sinister has been doing, and he's been reading that book. Oh, like, that doesn't make any think, sense.
1: I don't think this has anything to do with what is going on currently in the X-Men world. That's what I got from it, because Kurt doesn't seem bothered at all. He's wearing jeans and a t-shirt and a baseball cap. Like, they are fighting a war out there. They are fighting for their lives. He's not going to stop what he's doing just to be like, Jen, will you represent us? We're having immigration issues.
0: I know there's been, like, delays on stuff. But other things we have heard about this book, I don't understand why Marvel writers don't, like, talk to one another. Like, or... Apparently it was either... Not or if covered. you're oh never mind i'm just gonna stop
1: yeah no <laughs> i'm not even no no um but basically it ends with um jen and jack of hearts walking together into a bedroom to get it on but that's that's pretty much it, it was fine it was yeah. fine i don't I, again i have like zero context i have i read the first issue of this series um i do like the art quite a bit I think the art is is very nice I like the colors a lot um but I just I have no idea what's going on they keep referencing things that have already happened and I'm like yeah I just only got this because Kurt was in it like cut me some slack here (laughs) I don't I I don't don't
0: know yeah I don't uh, there's something that bothers me about like I don't I guess I'm in that that territory of like we need canon and I should never be in that territory of we need canon who cares when it like Mm -hmm. takes place but I suppose when there's, like, a major event going on and it's a book that's, like, seemingly within, like, the continuity. Like, it's not, like, She-Hulk colon some other thing. like
1: Right. No, I get what you're saying. It is very, very confusing. And it really isn't that hard to just be, like, hey, Kieran.
0: <laughs> or just, like any like let's just like talk about like what's going on in the marvel universe right now or like what could potentially be happening even in a few months because i think that storyline isn't even relevant within like the last six to eight months
1: yeah and there was there was another thing that, that happened recently with another book and i can't remember what it was But I remember thinking the same thing, like I read it and I was like, okay, so everything that's been happening is completely irrelevant to the story, like this, and I wish I could remember what it was now, but it's, it's going to bother me until I do remember. (laughs) But that has happened within Marvel multiple times. So that's all I'm going to say on that book.
0: I I suppose like when it's DC, I'm more willing to like give it leniency because all of those books are kind of more so like not within a straight line. But Marvel right. o- Marvel always kind of seems to try to like keep their books like tight in a way. Yeah. Okay. No. It was fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Okay. I have sort of Azriel. This is issue number 2. Uh Azriel has gone on the lam with the woman he found at the monastery who was needing help that was trying to be kidnapped by Lady Bane. She he believes um, that she has been brainwashed similar to how he has about being an angel and all of these things so this issue just deals a lot with that and then it references back to the one shot okay cool and it's still it's, good you're still liking it yeah no I. I once again really love this issue like I don't I don't know what it is I feel like Dan Waters is just like really a really good writer so he like draws you in like pretty quickly without you being like familiar and or it could be because I read that like Arkham Asylum book Mm -hmm. and there's like aspects of that that like play into this Um, the art and the colors are also just like really stand out Uh, There's a particular part of this that I really, really enjoy um, where Jean-Paul, I believe, right? That's his name when he's not Asriel, uh, decides he's going to pray because he's looking for, like, a deeper meaning in something. And he ends up coming up to Asriel, like, the angel, the the biblically accurate angel. Asriel within his mind, and he finds like he sees this like hole that has like the answers he is seeking, and Asriel is like, like basically like I'm gonna I'll take you down there, and Jean Paul's like, no, I got to do this myself, and I don't know. There's some like I said, there's something about this I really like, and it's hard to like really put my finger on, and maybe it's like. Maybe it's the religion aspect of it. Um, no, it's a lot of. There's a lot of thought and love that goes into this, and I I really, I really like this book, and I think, I think more people should pick it up. I think more people should give it a chance because I think, you know, most of us don't care about Asriel, and we could give two shits less. but this is a really solid book and i think it's a really interesting idea and i think that it's worth people's time and money like if i were i was gonna say if i were dropping books this would be a book that i which i know is hard already i would probably drop more books that i like and keep this one on
1: well, and it helps that it's only going to be like six issues, but mm-hmm. I was like I was kind of surprised at how few people actually got it.
0: I was actually surprised at how many people also picked it up, too. Yeah. Like, the amount of people I was able to like convince to pick the book up was like wild.
1: Yeah. It was I mean, it's an easy book to sell, like I don't know.
0: It's I, hard I It's hard and easy.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I I was able to, like, sell it to a few people, too, just because I was like, dude, look how good this looks.
0: Yeah, it looked great, and the story really matches, so it's a match made in heaven, if you will.
1: I will. That was a good one.
0: All right, so this is Death to Mutants. This is issue number two. Two, yeah. Uh, this is just a... Uh a Avengers X-Men Eternal's <laughs> Judgment Day it's high in if you will uh, and basically kind of just I know Heather didn't get a chance to read this so I'm just doing the overview that I did to her earlier
1: and
0: Emma Frost has a meeting with the head deviant crow I believe Croc Crotch. Yep, yep. Uh and kind of feel like feels him out and what he's doing. Uh we get a little intro of a human who is really into poetry and making zine. Who has a little internet friend who might not be what they seem. And that's really what this is. Like it's pretty simple little tie in to the main story it does lead you into immortal because you do see the fact that uh, I know that eternal who's judging people has a name I cannot think of it right now
1: I, and I swear I just saw it
0: too uh, but basically he is not coming to everybody as or they are not coming to everybody as themselves. They are coming as people who they think they would be judged by or who they think the person that they are judging would feel the most emotional by.
1: The progen- progenitor? Pro-
0: yeah, progenitor.
1: Progenitor?
0: Progenitor? Progenitor. There it is. There it is. And I thought that was a really interesting aspect. Um and I also like the way that it played right into Moral X Men issue number. Which I did uh, read. six. Yeah. Um, and it really does. It like they go hand in hand. Uh and I, I did like the Sebastian Shaw aspect of this where he is being judged by Emma. And he thinks that it's actually Emma doing shitty things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once again, you you also just hate Sebastian Shaw. He's a fucking piece of shit, dude. He's like the shittiest person in this. And I mean, he's supposed to be shitty because he's a capitalist. <laughs> but it's, yeah, every time I- I'm. I love
1: that scene at the end when he gets judged, and he's like, "You think I respect Frost? Like hogwash."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, that part killed me. Yeah, it's it's a really like, and yeah, this made me hate him even more. It's like I hate yeah. this dude already. I don't need to hate him anymore. It's stupid.
1: It was all downhill when he killed Kitty. <laughs> Honestly, it, re-
0: it really was.
1: <laughs> That's where my hate started, and you know I like very hateful people, but I just do not like that dude. He gets oh. he leaves a bad taste in my mouth.
0: Well, because he's hateful and like spiteful and like I don't know. There's some like there are people who are hateful and good villains because they're like interesting people, but mm-hmm. people who are capitalists and people who want to make money to make money off of like the downfall of humans and like the downfall of mutants and the downfall of everybody else and like exploitation like those are gross people yeah don't um, like you that also leads into my book i have oh one. shit
1: i forgot you had one more i was like that's not <laughs> I what i have more. in my hand
0: yeah, I have the vineyard. This is issue number two. Uh, this is about a little vineyard that is giving sacrifices to Dionysus. And as we all know, Dionysus is a really shitty god. Yeah. <laughs> like a really bad god. He seems like he'd probably be like a really chill dude or a really chill god. Because he's like, look at a party in... Um, He's a turd. He is a turd. Uh, and I, I am interested to see like how this book plays out, just because of the horror aspect. There is a lot of sex in this book, which I also shouldn't have been surprised by. Yeah, <laughs> a book about diet who
1: loves letting loose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> So that was surprising and shouldn't have been. I really like it. It's I'm waiting for it to like get its legs. I need more, I need more of a story because it yeah, this issue kind oh. of just
1: you just made a wine joke. I'm waiting for it to get its legs.
0: Sorry. That's all I'm gonna be able to think about now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <sighs> Uh, Glad you got that. I worked in the service industry for a long time. Both opened many bottles of wine.
1: Yeah, I'm terrible at wine, but I do. I've always loved that saying, like, it has legs and stuff like that, because I never understood what it meant and I had to Google it like just a few weeks ago because I was like what does that even fucking mean because I drink very cheap wine and it doesn't have legs
0: (laughs) Mm -mm. gotta get those tannins yeah you know
1: (laughs) I am who I am (laughs)
0: regardless the Vineyard is a it's a fun book I really like the art it's not fun it's a good book uh I like the art a lot like I said I just need the story to like give me a little bit more I know it's only six issues so we'll see
1: yeah I that sucks that it hasn't like fully gotten into it yet
0: I think it's just because it's still like trying to like put the bones down because like the first issue did the same thing where it like introduced you to the characters in this world you're seeing. This issue went a little dip, a little dip, a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. but didn't quite give me enough. Like you see the son who is kind of the main part of this story like you saw where he left off on the left like the first issue and him making this sacrifice and you see his sister come home to try and take care of his mother but these were all the same like little pieces that were placed within the first issue so it needed to just like take it beyond that right mm-hmm. 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 it's fun it's fun it's not fun but it's fun right <laughs> all right we have poison <laughs> you got poison ivy <laughs> <laughs> i poisoned heather poison ivy number foa um this got extended so i oh, think that's it yeah it's in the newest previews for issue number seven six seven okay. so it might be a swamp thing thing where it's only going to end up being extended till like X amount of issues, but I really hope this is ongoing for like a period of time because I really love this story. Uh, and per- this issue is poison ivy taking down the man, bro. Yeah, yeah we love that's literally it. Yeah, <laughs> we love somebody who's going to take down the man and. Uh, Poison Ivy is definitely gonna do it, Especially she gets a little two finger push out of the deal. Um, yeah, you're <laughs> not wrong.
1: I don't even have anything to say to that. It's yeah, this story is just really good. I love the art for it so much. I love how the story is evolving, growing, if you will.
0: I love. Yeah. <laughs> I love the narration like the narration or like the letter that she's writing to Harley is like very very like real yeah very much draws you in and is fairly relatable
1: yeah yeah I really like that too um it's easy to relate to the feelings that she's having when it comes to like what she's doing versus what she feels like she needs to do.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think we've all had bosses that are, I don't know, I've at least had a boss or somebody within my realm who is like this man that she has been interacting with. And I really, I I think I'm beyond that now, but part of me is not, I love to kill people. Or oh, I, or every day, literal, literal pieces of shit.
1: Yeah,
0: you ready, bro? It's
1: part of being human,
0: I think. Yes, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So next we have Golden Rage. This is issue number two. Uh, Heather, you you take this one away. Says Golden Girls. <laughs> No,
1: okay, so... I mean, there is
0: a golden girl quote on the
1: best. I know, that cracks me up. Um, so it's basically just about um, an island full of elderly women. Um, I don't know, kind of like a fight to the death in a sense, at least in this issue, that's what I got the feeling of. But there's a, a younger woman who has been sent to this island because she's going through menopause early and stuff, which makes her kind of, I guess, useless. You don't like the way that they make that seem, but I get it for the sake of the story.
0: Well, and it's, it's true. Yeah, no,
1: I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I (laughs) I get it in terms of like the story and stuff, but basically they're just abandoned all on this island um, and they have to fight to the death. But so she's abandoned there and she's taken in by this group of like elder women who are trying to help, help her stay alive pretty much.
0: That does uh, does cover it. I really this issue was is really really good. Um, I think that each each issue is going to cover a different character that we've met. At least the way mm-hmm. it has felt after the first and second issues. Uh, this issue was pretty deep. I think a lot about yeah. like losing somebody and what that means to you and how that affects you in this sort of situation or and even in life Uh, and I really like that personally
1: yeah this one kind of I mean the whole story itself is like kind of a a bummer when you think about it because like I said it's oh absolutely yeah the story it like makes sense but the fact that all these women are just like abandoned because they're useless to like society from then on out just really really upsets me but this story yeah or this issue in particular just has a lot to do do with death and all that kind of stuff and it's uh like you said it's deep
0: yeah I think it's and it's really deep in like a very like that a strange way where you're not expecting it to be and then it kind of like the way the narrative flows and when you find out a lot more about the characters it it deepens everything that's been going on and that yeah it's just a really great like opening of the story and i i really liked that Mm -hmm.
1: and i said this with the last issue um at the end of the book i just absolutely love it they give you like little home remedies tinctures all that kind of stuff recipes uh, this one's all about dandelions and what you can do with dandelions that you can. Yeah, forge. I love it. I fucking love that. It's very cute. Um, And so, on this day of Queen Elizabeth's death, we will be talking
0: about... <laughs> We're going to say spoilers right now.
1: Yeah, there's going to be some spoilers. And we don't mean in real life, because if you haven't read about the Queen, then... <laughs> you're not paying attention. <laughs> it's been literally everywhere. But we're going to talk about once in the future. This
0: Number is 29. Issue.
1: 29. Yeah, we have one left. And that stresses me out.
0: I'm really I'm excited. excited. Yeah, I was like, I'm so stoked. Like, these last like four issues have been so just phenomenal. Control. <laughs> it's just so good. Uh, Heather, you talked about it. Well, I don't. I mean, I said spoilers, so if anyone, I know, I know, know. <laughs> but I keep spoilers away because
1: like so much happens in this one. So basically, um, Rose has her fight, which if you had read the last issue, she gets sliced. She gets like killed. So we had assumed that she was going to die, but based on this issue, she doesn't die. She comes back stronger than ever. <laughs> she gets revenge there's just so many stories that are being completed in this that had started like throughout this entire series so uh, king arthur yes it's so good it's so good um so yeah she has a fight with king arthur um swords are pulled
0: she is like the one true king
1: yeah she ain't a king. She's our new queen. I I just fucking
0: screamed. The king is dead. Long live the mm-hmm. queen. Like that shit is so, so hard. Like fuck. Kieran is so good. Like he's so good. I I'm scared though.
1: <laughs> no, I'm terrified. And that's why I, like uh I
0: if we don't We have to we I don't think we're gonna get out of this out of this without losing somebody. Like I don't think it's possible. No, I
1: feel like it's going to be Bridget. I feel like she's gonna do a sacrifice to save Duncan. Or the opposite where Duncan does a sacrifice to save Bridget, but it makes more sense for Bridget to do it.
0: Yeah. And I think story wise that We've been doing this too long now. I'm ruining stories for myself.
1: (laughs) I know. And I know in in my (laughs) head, I know that Mary's going to die too.
0: Mary has to die. Yeah. But I feel like that's what
1: she has to, but I feel like that's, what's going to trigger like Bridget to want to do something. Or to make her next move. I don't know. I have a lot of theories in my head, but basically it's not looking good. We have one issue left. I don't know how everything is gonna tie up in this one issue and have like a solid conclusion.
0: Oh yeah. my god. I am also on the edge of my fucking feet right now. And I am mad at Mary. Like absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: after everything throughout this entire series, all the mistakes that she has made. For her son, like I get it. I do get it. And And I know her
0: sons. There Excuse me, sir. But you know what I'm saying? Like she literally like the reason one of her sons died, one of the reasons her other son is probably gonna possibly die is because of her. Yeah. I don't know I have I have no love for Mary she's been a shit character from the beginning I, well, I do love mean. I do love her growth because Kieran did do that growth of her character within the last like couple story arcs where she's seemingly learning
1: but then which, she just immediately gives it all up that's what I'm saying like we got to see that and then it all just regressed. And so if she doesn't die for her own stupid fucking mistakes and one of our kids dies, <laughs> I'm going to be so upset.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't think Kieran will do it to us like that, but who knows? Like, I'm, I'm so excited. I don't I don't want to go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say they're so close to having the other world like closed and be back to normal. Like they're so close to it happening. And then Mary, Mary, little shitbag Mary, had to go around and be like, no, I want my sons. Are you kidding She'll, me, Mary? You're dead. She
0: only wants her one son. Her I don't one give a shit about son. her one
1: son. There was a reason why he died so early on in the story, and it was because he is not a solid character. He's not a and, good boy.
0: And Duncan is the best. Duncan is the best
1: boy. And I swear, if Duncan, if Duncan dies, (laughs) if Duncan dies, I'm going to be writing a strongly worded letter to Kieran Gillen once he is finished doing Judgment Day, because I need him to write me back and I need him to focus all of his attention on writing me back.
0: You know what we should try to do? I know it'll never work. We'll try to get an interview with Kieran after once the future is done. I'll try my hardest. I'll try my hardest. To make you know what? I will us. get back on
1: Twitter also and Instagram for that. If we can get Kieran Gillen to have a talk with us about once in future,
0: I'll bring my books. <laughs> I'll bring I, say, I feel like I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to have to be out of school. I'm going to have to, oh. I'm going to have to drop out, read a bunch <laughs> of books.
1: Take a semester. <laughs>
0: I got better things to do. I got to talk to Kieran Gillen about.
1: Yeah, we got to talk to Kieran Gillen, not about like all of his books, just about Once in Future
0: <laughs> and all of the lore that comes with it.
1: Yes, yes, that uh, would be a dream of mine if we could make that happen. Okay, anyway, we got one one book of Once in Future left, and we have one book to talk about left.
0: <laughs> We're gonna go for it now. Spoilers once again. We've got Twig. This is issue number five. Oh, God, I love that cover. The one mine? Yeah, I love that main cover. Like, I like this cover a lot. But, like, that mm-hmm. main cover is so good. It's very, very good, yeah. Uh, So this is the last issue of Twig. And this was perfect.
1: Yeah, it was such a, a good, good ending for this chapter.
0: Uh, I cannot suggest this book enough to people I think it's I think it's really interesting it's really intriguing I think it really draws you in especially with the art and the story itself because at its bones it's just a basic adventure story you know it's just a dude trying to find his place from A to B Mm-hmm. and like lord of the rings or any good adventure story you have those people and those things you meet between and those ideas and those like you grow and i like that's what i really love about twig like this book is so so good and so beautiful and uh, i have so many words i want to say about it but i don't i don't know if i have the right descriptors
1: um, I love that the story is like the idea is it's you know it's his journey from yeah point A to point B but it's not even like they they do a really good job of like summing it up at the end like what his job was the entire time mm-hmm. and it wasn't necessarily to like save the world from great evil it was to be the person who assisted the person who saves the world from great evil and I I love his whole journey to discover that part like he knows what he's supposed to be doing but he's not quite sure like how he's supposed to do it he just knows that like this is where I need to be to get this to get this and then I need to get like back I need to go back because that's part of my whole goal like that's Mm -hmm. what I need to do and the friends that he makes along the way
0: they're so perfect it was so perfect something I really loved about this particular issue and. and in Twig in general, because I think for myself, I really also relate to the this is like his love for food and memories, mm-hmm. like how and for me it's like, and you know this personally, <laughs> is that I yes. I love I love feeding people, and I think there's something about food that does create memories, and when you're enjoying a really good meal with someone those are lasting moments and i think like i think that is like there's that part where twig is talking about like you know he's making his last meal before he goes to the end of his journey and is talking about how he this one meal reminds him reminds him of his dad and that shit just hit home because i think that's why i love making food for people is because i like making those memories i like taking care of my people and I like doing those things and I you can see the love Twig has for like just making food and like reliving these things and having those memories that are meaningful and I, I don't know, I love that shit
1: <laughs> it's he just just a really solid character He's just okay. so good.
0: There's just,
1: like just I say good as in like he's a good written character, but he's just a good character. Like he's just a good boy.
0: Yeah, he is. um uh-huh. I'm gonna do sweet. it. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this part about having heart. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, this is the part of Twig that got me because it's like one of the best parts, but. Blad is talking about his Twig's dad and asking him like how his father has expired inspired him from beyond. And Twig says that he asked him once what it what he thought, like his dad thought it took to save the world over and over again. And he said having heart. And Twig was like, you know, like the heart inside of me. And his dad was like, not exactly fun that keeps that heart keeps you alive one tiny little twig having heart is like having an unseen thing deep inside you that gives you the strength and courage to keep others alive if need be ugh and then it flashes to the future and twig is talking to splat and this is after the horned beast we don't know he's gone and twig says we never needed lobe's physical heart to mend the stone it was the heart he showed us by giving his life for us so that we can save everyone else's and i think there's something about that that's just i don't know really good and i think that's like very much a scotty young thing This
1: book, I'm going to have to like go back and read it again, like from the very beginning, because it's the way that this like book was this, the way the story was told, it wasn't like super heavy, like the last few Scotty book, Scotty Young books that we have read. But still, by the end of this issue, I was still just sobbing just because of like how good it was. Uh, And I can't even like pinpoint exactly what it was about the story. Maybe it was just like how simple the idea was, but it was just these, this Bellamy Augustus, I it was how simple the story was, but it was also just about, you know, friends helping each other do this job to like save the world. You know, Twig wasn't by himself the entire time. He was with these people that were, that loved Mm -hmm. him and helped him. And I just, I don't know how Scotty Young does this to me every single time. <laughs> I don't know. I, it doesn't make sense.
0: It's, it's going to sound really cheesy when I say it, but this book does have a lot of heart. Like, it does. At its core, this book just has a lot of heart, and you just you <laughs> want to see Twig succeed, and you, I don't know, you just really you really connect with it <laughs> in like a very weird way. Like your the story is written in a way where you're automatically like, Yes, we gotta we gotta do this. Yeah. We gotta get to the end. We gotta see. We gotta make sure Twig survives, We gotta make sure that Lap survives and when he meets the horn beast, Loby, we gotta make sure Loby does not survive. Uh I am glad that it's coming back though I don't know what it will do.
1: I know I was wondering about that, like what would the second story arc be, but I am I am excited to see like what what they could possibly do with it.
0: Because would it follow
1: Twig? Like obviously the name is Twig, but is it gonna follow him before or after? Is it gonna be an adventure with his
0: dad? (laughs) That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, I felt like it might be a little bit like wind. Cause I would love to see more of this world cuz I feel like mm-hmm. the world building in this book was like really really well done. Right. And I want I want to see more. I think it'd be interesting. It's fine. We're almost done.
1: He's being a little shit right now so I have to hold on to him.
0: <laughs> uh we are done. We're done. me, did you hear that? He's
1: breathing so loud. Did
0: Unless you, you hear that, maybe mom? Any other thoughts or feelings? Things no. you wanted to throw out into the ether?
1: No, not really, not today.
0: All right. Well, that's it. That's all we got. We're done talking about comic books. Uh so go support your local comic book shop. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we both could do that successfully. Uh, go support your little comic book shop, support your local library, support your friends, do good things, take care of one a- one another. I really don't have anything else because I'm so exhausted. <laughs> like I know,
1: same. I would <laughs> say, uh, know your worth, don't settle for less. <laughs> go on That's vacation true. with me
0: yeah, oh, are, yeah. You,
1: are you cutting out <laughs> I think both of us cut out there okay, okay. there we go uh
0: We're yeah back Heather I think you, that was really good
1: that's all I had <laughs> sometimes I say what I mean and I mean what I say
0: now I'm going to be sitting back here thinking about my worth.
1: I mean good you need to don't settle for a job that pays you less than you deserve, either. If you do the work, get the pay.
0: <laughs> and if not, form a union and show your bosses what's up. Show them your arms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. we, we have to stop. Thank you for listening. Thanks for supporting us. We love you so much. Um, if you are not signed up for our Patreon, please sign up. We got two Z's on our patreon right now mean, two people uh we'd love your money too we'd love to make more content as the kids call it for you yeah all all about comic books straight
1: back um into the economy that's what it is the comic book economy yeah, it's just straight back into the economy. It's, um, what do you, Mac and Dennis call it?
0: Uh, oh, God, I don't remember now. If I knew we were going to do this, I would have been prepared.
1: <laughs> we're going to make some some dollars. Some We're going to make some,
0: <laughs> yeah, comic, talk comic to me dollars.
1: Yep. It's going to have so, our faces right in the middle, back to back, doing this. Okay. So I don't <laughs> have to
0: just try to give Heather ten dollars a a month. Yep. All That's right. That's how we're going to we, do it. We're.
1: Okay. 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 No, we're done. We're really done. We're
0: done. We got to stop. We're done. We're crossing it out. We love you. We'll see you on the flippity list.